0: Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to The Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest to understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant Owen Taylor, a multiple award-winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest of ways. So I was having a think this morning. What is the difference
1: between a financial planner and a financial advisor? How rich do you need to be to have a financial planner? And I thought I'd get you the answer straight from the horse's mouth from somebody I've known and trusted for many years. His name is Scott Taylor. He's a financial advisor. We share the same surname but we're not actually related. I gave him a call. Hello. Hey Scotty, it's Owen. Can I ask you a quick oh, question Owen Yes, of course. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. What is the difference between a financial planner and a financial advisor?
2: (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, Well, good question. Right. So basically, um, a planner would probably, um, well, maps out what a plan is. You know, this is what you want to achieve. This is what your goals are and this is how we're going to do it. Whereas. An advisor would probably focus more on what investments you've got and how we're going to use them to build that wealth, basically. Um, You know, advising on what's the best way to achieve it, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So what would you classify yourself then?
2: Um, Well, to be honest, I actually call myself an advisor, but I I do both because essentially we really want to know what we're planning for and what your goals are, um, and mapping out that plan provides absolute clarity so I can really give you specific advice on whether you choose option A, B or C, how that implements or affects your long-term goals and what the best route to take is to get there.
1: If someone is looking for... Help with their, you know, f- financial uh, advice. Do they need yep. to clarify with whoever they're making contact with what what sort of camp they fall into?
2: Uh, not, not really. I suppose it depends what they're looking for. To be honest, um, it's really they really understand what they're reaching out for help with. Do they want to just know, you know, this is my retirement goal. I want to um, retire on this, um, and. You know, the, the planner might say, "Hey, yes, you know, in order to do this, you're going to need a, a, a net balance of this to support you, and here's a plan to do it, and then you can go away and then choose your own products, really, um, choose your own strategies along the way, with a view to trying to get along to that plan, if that makes sense."
1: Most sort of financial advisors, financial planners have a foot in in each camp.
2: Yeah, basically, it's hard. It's hard not to. Um, Because it is half the half the job, really, as (laughs) such. So, um, I want to map it out, understand what's important to you, plan, you know, certain things along the way, what you might want to achieve, um, and then give you advice on how that portfolio should be structured in what sort of assets um, in order to be flexible to uh, to to be ready to achieve those goals along the way.
1: And and reviewing is all part of what either job description does.
2: Yes, that's it. That's it. Never, never turn away for it and just assume it's going to do its thing once things are set up. Um, Of course, you need to take a long term view with with most growth assets, of course. So, but keeping an eye on it to make sure that it is in the right proportion. Nothing has changed um, in your circumstances or goals. uh, So it is on track and it is invested in the right, in the right place,
1: basically. So you set it all up and then everything's good for at least 10 years.
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, Well, that's it. So it's important to have the right structures in place. And, you know, of course, investing is a long-term thing. So really you need to kind of, um, in, in a certain sense, you know, put it in the top drawer, forget about it, You know, lock it up and, and look away, let the market do its thing. But of course, we need to make sure that, that it, it is still in line with your circumstances because things do change. I've seen times whereby markets have, have crashed, uh, investment funds have obviously gone down and taken hits with market crashes. So what have they done to try and save face? They've gone more defensive in their asset allocation or changed underlying um, investment options so to protect them from further downfalls and what that actually done is it means that you're now in a more defensive asset than you originally thought you were and is that appropriate has it reduced its ability to, to recover well probably because it's gone more defensive so therefore that's an opportunity or a real reason um, for you to, to review that and consider something else if you've still got the long-term time frame in mind for example
1: which is part of your role is to keep reminding people of that
2: Yes. And that's why
1: there's so much paperwork (laughs) you have to go through with everyone.
2: That's exactly right. That's right. So, I mean, it's part of the due diligence, right? So, we've just got to make sure that everything's still relevant. Now, even if, you know, the advice is that carry on, you know, stay where you are, let time do its thing. But behind the scenes, I want to make sure that, you know, that that fund is more suitable, the risk profile is suitable for the time frame of investment. How does it compare to what's happened and, and other funds, etc.? Um, are there any other strategies that we can consider as such or disregard um, just in case uh, to constantly look to make sure that, you know, that still is the best track because if, if markets don't change products, Strategies evolve, tax rates and tax um, conditions change. So it's just important just to just to uh, to keep it on on its toes, if you like. It's not rocket science, but just keep an eye on it to make sure everything's still relevant. So um, one example I can give you actually is 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 having seen somebody um, whereby they just. Left it. Um, it was in a, a in a good fund. It was a balanced fund. It said it was balanced, um, but in fairness, it actually performed quite well for the long term. But what we didn't, what the client sorry didn't realize, is the risk that we're actually within that fund. So when the market, as it as it normally does, it's very normal to have market downturns because we need the downturns. The great opportunity for really the upturns, right? So Absolutely. As a yep. normal as a normal cycle, um, the market had a downturn. But of course, that was when the client was looking to recover so this is when I was actually introduced to this particular person who, who wanted to retire and had they retired literally a year before um, would have been no problem you know the fund had performed really well um, but because it wasn't actually looked at and made relevant to the situation or the time frame that he has invested um, he was in too much risk leading up to the retirement that you know a lot of his fund had actually gone down in value. what's he going to do? Well, he's got to wait for time to ride it out you know, magic some money up from elsewhere um, or defer that retirement. So you know, so that, that was the opportunity is that it wasn't a bad fund. It was just invested in the wrong risk profile in the wrong proportions at the wrong time. So, the moral of the story is just to check it, hey look, retirement's approaching. Should I start to reduce the risk profile? Do I need to had he had that conversation, we'd have avoided it and, and basically leave off that how that fund had actually done well in the good time. Um, but we should have started to look at something a bit more defensive or with his retirement goals in mind, basically. So
1: So that's that's, it. that's where the the planning part of your job description comes in.
2: Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's it that's it. So um, dovetailing exactly into that. So, it's, you know, what is the plan? What do we need to have um, by the time you come to retirement? What does that look like? Um, all different asset classes, we know how they're going to perform in the long term, but you need to have them in the right proportion, if you like. Um, he, he, he came to it, he had too much risk. It was all still invested in the market, basically. So, of course, it took a hit. It didn't take a huge hit if he was in a high growth or a, a really risky option, but a sufficient amount of risk, more than he realised he had, that depleted that fund. It took a massive hit that we've had to defer retirement and, and allow some time for that market to recover. Um, something that could have been avoided by a bit of planning and review.
1: Ideally, how how far back should have this person contacted you, or, or you know, or, oh. their, or their planner? You know, were they were so, they twelve months? Were they five years out of whack? So,
2: so in this instance, it was it was a, a good year earlier would have made a difference. However, in practice, I would have liked to have seen that maybe five years or even earlier in advance to start to review that portfolio because you know market cycles happen. You need to take a you know, seven to tier, ten, seven to ten year view on it really. So we need to to understand. You know, we know there are going to be negative periods in every 10-year cycle, but we just don't know exactly when those negative years are going to come along, right? So we just need to be prepared for that and understand what proportion of risk we have what do we need to risk Does he even need to, to have have anything exposed to market risk at that time he had quite a good fund size to be honest so maybe he could have even been more defensive than 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 the textbook answer would be or what a typical balanced investor would be but we just need to bring pens into different risk profiles if you know what i mean well,
1: I mean that's a bit of a, a bit of a bad
2: answer <laughs> bit of a bad answer there
1: no but, it's um, it's it's actually it's a very honest answer as well because sometimes
2: yeah
1: sometimes and i know this for a fact unfortunately you've you've got to tell people things that they might not want to hear but it's actually the truth but then this comes into the other part of your job description the actual advising side of it that yes it's it's, uh you might have to go through a bit of pain at the moment but here's the bigger picture
2: Yep, that's it that's it so i mean Risk and volatility are always going to be there, and they're important because we need to to have some volatility and or risk to have higher potential return. Otherwise, we'd all just sit in cash and lose money against inflation, right? So we do need to invest it to a certain extent, now, certainly because you know, retiring today is completely different to 20, 30 years ago because you know, people are more active. They're living a lot longer and you know, they want to see the grandkids and travel. So they want more money in retirement. So it's essential to, to make the money work for them and take a longer term view with retirement funds, if you like. But it needs to not be to the detriment of if there was a downturn, is it going to erode your funds? Because you're drawing that income now you're spending it on living, so it's not like you can really um, look away from it like you could when you were saving for it for a long term. You know, so the market drops, it's got to sell more shares or whatever it is to provide that same income mm. in the market downturn. So it can it can accelerate uh, um, the erosion of your funds, if you like. So it's really important to understand where it's going to be invested in what in what area and what risk that's going to be.
1: How rich do you actually have to be before you go and get a financial advisor?
2: (laughs) Good question. And and honestly, this is a big thing. I I see it a lot. It's a loaded question because I know the answer. Yeah. That's it that's it. You know, people I I'm just trying to get some more money because and then I can afford it. I'm a financial advisor, you know. now it's really where you see the value is there's no minimum, you know. I've seen somebody um actually just recently, you no know, just fairly starting out in in um uh, in, in the working world um, but they've got a partner you know they're, they're partners they're looking to have long term family goals etc so starting from next to nothing they've got a good savings um, capacity etc but they can be on track to do something so it's about setting up the right structures now, there's absolute value in paying for that. You know, could it be, could even be a one-off advice to get the right structures in place, get the uh, education, understand what they're doing, why they should be investing in here and here, what's the importance of, of diversification, um and you know, protection, what protection should they have now? Should they protect themselves for, for this or that and, and lock in some level premiums? You know, of course, because they've got some family goals and some future debt planning, so they're going to be cheap to ensure now. Lock that in. Of course, there's some opportunities to, 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 have, to have that advice. And then they can go away and, and, and let the structure and let the strategy do its thing so it can grow more efficiently, more tax efficiently, or even the correct risk profile, understand where they're invested. Otherwise, as far as an ongoing relationship, if you want to review that regularly, we would typically suggest that it's economical from around three hundred thousand dollars net asset plus because now you've got some funds that you know you can cost effectively build in some advice here that's not going to detract from the from the return of your fund and it's worth you know looking at it for the previously stated reasons you know. Um, is it still appropriate? Is it too much risk? Is it not enough risk? We, as you age and get closer to, to goals in mind that you've
1: identified, um, just to make sure that it that it is correct. So just to summarise that, if you've got if you've if you've got less than three hundred thousand dollars net assets, yep. yep, it's still worthwhile having a chat with you and your colleagues in the industry yeah. but it's going to yeah, be a course. different type of conversation and probably quite honestly a, a shorter one and it's it's really making sure that you you're aware of what steps you can take into the future yep. and, and and to start building and to start building things up i've got another quick question what do you yep. think is the median age group of people that you see the most Oh. um I would
2: probably say the most people is maybe late 30s, early 40s, where they find themselves that they, they've got some disposable income now. They're kind of already um, in a home, uh, maybe young kids, et cetera, and now they're looking to think of, think more of the future. So it is good thing to see that people are planning a little bit earlier than they would have done maybe earlier in my career, um, where it's typically people that are, oh, Suddenly, I've got some super to look at. Let's look at that now. People are more aware of financial decisions and products, and it's probably a, a lot of media out there that has, has really oversimplified a lot of stuff. Um, it's really easy now, and, 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 if, and to see what super funds Can do. You telling me that the
1: media is giving out some misleading information? Uh,
2: <laughs> no, surely
1: not, right? No, so I can't believe
2: it. It's massively oversimplified, right? So it's so easy to click here and consolidate the super. I can just
1: do it online. I don't oh, even need to... Some, because the ads I've ads seen tells some me. disasters with that as well. Absolutely. 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 That's, and that's a whole show all on its own. Yep. We need to talk it's about that. It's frightening.
2: It really is. You know, and I, I think it was morning TV uh, infomercial, some guys on there talking about how Bitcoin has performed really well and the performance has been you know hundreds of percent and all you need to do is open this account here by clicking here and and you can invest your money straight away and it's, it's scary that people are thinking you know oh it's done really well before i don 't want to miss out and you know and, and that sort of thing it needs to be related to you and your goals in the right proportions because guess what? there are a lot of horror stories <laughs> whereby people have done that and lost their money you know so what we need to do is advise on what is appropriate, what are actually the risks, how does it relate to your situation and and, and basically avoiding the um emotion behind why we're doing what we're doing and buying it just because other people are or or it looks easy and I can click there and it looks like it's doing well. Let's cut through all of that and really understand conscious decisions of why are you doing it, how does it relate to you, what are the risks to you, what are the benefits to you on whether it should be done in what proportion and yeah, that's it. It's, it's not rocket science. It, it's cutting through all that emotion and oversimplification in the in the media, as such. So, but the good news is, after all the mis, misrepresentations in the media and things like that, how easy it is to, to consolidate. So, but people more, are more aware. So, people are doing something, which is better than doing nothing. I'm sure you will agree. But. Um,
1: well, it depends Is on it? what they do actually.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I've seen Certainly. I've seen
1: people over the years consolidate all their super into their current fund and and then lose insurances oh. that they didn't know they had and we're yeah. now going to be too costly for them to actually bother to oh, for, for us to to buy back yep. for them as well, and That's the sorry,
2: you're uninsurable now. Yeah. But sorry, what I was alluding to is, is more the product of the younger ones seeing these sorts of investments. Yeah. I think another one now at the moment is raise or, or something like that. So you know, it's just small change it rounds up and it starts to create a little saving of some description. So these these tools are there, and people are more aware. And you know, who who invested in Bitcoin or a share account? You know, if they were under thirty. Ten years ago, nobody right. It was pretty rare, uh, but now it's more of a thing for the everyday person to start doing something. But what are they doing to put it in perspective of their situation? Oh, they forgot that they've got this debt to pay off. You know, what's the trade-off? You know, they've got this credit card balance, or you know, how does that relate to what their situation? So it's it's something that they're doing, but with no understanding of what it is they're
1: actually aiming towards. So it's it's as long as it's short. You know what I mean? So in summary, doesn't matter what age you are. If you've never talked to a financial planner, advisor, yep. uh, you, yep. should, you should. I think both of us agree yeah. with that. And if you are in your late 40s and you've got 20-something-year-old kids, take them yep. along to the meeting with you and yeah. the whole family can benefit from Of course. Yeah. Scott Taylor, thank you very much for sharing your knowledge with us and we'll talk to you again on
0: the Clever Investor right. podcast. Thank you.
2: Fantastic. Pleasure. Thanks,
0: Owen. You have been listening to the Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders. Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets, and Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au.